afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you're joining us from. My name is Neil Persaud, and I'm joined with my co-host here today, Jason Rule. Jason, say hello to the fine people. Hello, fine people. Thanks for joining us on this wonderful evening. If you're new here, uh, welcome to the Hustle Mode podcast. If this is not your first uh, cup of tea, thank you again for joining us and taking precious time out of your day to be a part of the conversation, or at least to listen in on the conversation. Um, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you with us this evening as we delve into the topic of everyone's favorite new social media application, Clubhouse. Yes, Clubhouse. We'll have a logo in, in the top left corner um, for all those that are unfamiliar with it and who have not been um, lured in by the, um, the potential and the uh, intrigue of the application itself. Yeah, um, you know, for those of you who are not familiar, you know, if you've been living under a rock, um, actually, you know, oddly enough, I actually had a conversation with uh, a colleague the other day, and I asked him, um, mm. you know, whether or not he was on Clubhouse and what his thoughts were. Yeah, what do you say? He's like, what, what do you, what, what's his Clubhouse? What are you talking about? Oh. <laughs> that's exactly, that's exactly. Okay, well, let me, let me ask that. What field of was this individual in like are they were they uh, somebody who just works like in a warehouse nine to five like what what's their um I, I profession really, really have to just stop you in your tracks there jason because i don't really think it matters what field you're in um i really think that six hundred thousand uh to 10 million active users in less than a year and uh with a hundred million dollar valuation like that's like saying well you know I mean, I'm not the I'm not the most financially literate guy, but at least you know, if you mention NFTs to me or Bitcoin, I can sort of handle my own in the discussion, right? Mm -hmm. um, this is not a small, you know, uh, mm -hmm. a blip <laughs> in uh, in communication as far as a, a new application being launched and so many people consuming and spending, you know, twelve to fourteen to eighteen. Mm -hmm. I just I came <laughs> came hours. It came in that uh, you know. There's been rooms that's been running for days. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. People camping out, right? And well, no. It, my my point was not so much um, the the social economic class of the people on the app. I'm just saying the awareness. Like, not a lot of people are aware of these newer um, applications and platforms because the phone is not centric to their lifestyle. Not saying that you know there's people that you know people who have the upper echelon of uh, society are the ones on Clubhouse versus the people who you know have a humble life would not you know, be interested in such an application. Just saying that when when you look at awareness and utilization, some people you know Twitter for example, you know, not everybody um, uses Twitter. Like if you, it's not part of your your daily activity or your life or or how you um, interact with people, then you don't use Twitter. And I'd say, you know, Twitter is a big application um, and Clubhouse is not widely known outside of um, many non-professional circles, if you will, right? So no, no social economic uh, ranking stuff, just again, awareness. Not saying that people who maybe work nine to five in a factory wouldn't get value from Clubhouse um, because they may, um, but again, awareness and how people interact with the app may not be conducive to those type of professions, as you say. All right. Okay. Interesting. What are your thoughts? I mean, you've been a, you're, you're an iPhone user, right? Yeah, no, I've, um, so when did I sub so who, I'm just trying to think of who turned me on to Clubhouse. So um, I think the story for me goes to uh, um, a colleague of mine who um, was one of the early users uh, of Clubhouse, this uh, gentleman who was in Chicago. And he mentioned, um, you know, there's this application where it's kind of like podcasts, but they're live. I'm like, so like a chat room? And he's like, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Like if, you know, all, all us old heads out there, if you remember, um, you know, those drop-in chat rooms used to have. Remember the party lines, Neil? I don't know if you ever remember those. You're old enough for those. No, sorry. Nope. I'm not that old. No, okay. So there's this thing where you just, you call into certain phone numbers. And, yeah, I see this guy. Um, and you, you basically would uh, be on the phone with like random people and you just have conversations and um, there's separate like uh, side conversations and all that. So it, it's, it was the low tech version of Clubhouse, right? Um, but the conversations were not really business centric. It wasn't 
um, branding. It wasn't marketing. It wasn't talking about new technology. It was just, you know, kicking it with people, chatting. Um, so, so anyways, this gentleman who put me onto it, um, I ended up kind of looking into it and then I downloaded the app, had to wait for an invite, which was annoying, but then somebody invited me in. I'm like, okay, check this out. Um, went in the hallway or the main area where you start to discover rooms. And then it started following people, listening to different uh, rooms and topics, following, listening. And I was telling you, Neil, about it. It's like, hey, have you heard of the thing Clubhouse? He goes, yeah, I've heard of it. And you were a little pissed off about it, that it wasn't Android centric yet or available. Um, and yeah, I spent a lot of time like you in the early days, just listening and discovering, um, jumped on stage a couple times just to, um, get the, the feel of, of the conversation and the flow. Um, but for me, and you know, you can talk about your experiences and the time you've been on it. I only went in rooms and spoke where I had specific levels of expertise, where I could add some value to the audience. Um, and really the, the two major times, three major times I was doing that, um, it was a pre-planned panel type conversation. So somebody had put together an IOT room, for example, and um, I was specific to that room based on the topic. And I went in that room and, and spoke about the knowledge of the topic that I had. So it was a very specific room that was pre-planned. Um, but the ad hoc stuff, I haven't done too much of. You know, I think, Neil, you have some good uh, um, just jumping up on stage, getting pulled up from the audience type conversation yeah. that you've had. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, um, it's exhilarating, right? Because <laughs> you're, you're in a room and you're, you're, you're consuming the content as a, mm -hmm. as a bystander. And then next thing you know, the moderator pins you and you're like, would you like to chat? And you either press that button that says, you know, get up on stage and become a speaker. Yeah. Um, and then you start to think, okay, well, this is really not planned. Um, so you're off the cuff and you're speaking about personal yeah. experiences, right? I can see how some individuals will have a game plan in order to be all consuming and jumping from topic to topic, yeah. keyboard warrior in front of their laptop, have multiple tabs open, just regurgitating information and sort of <laughs> spinning off on their own, right? I could see how easily that could be a thing yeah. uh, because really it's it's an audio only experience right yeah no one can see you quickly googling something in the background right not to say that i would endorse that and not, i don't i don't do that at all um i'm mm. usually in my uh in my living room on the deck um making something to eat or you know working out <clears throat> or going for a walk so uh there's there's the uh the ease of use of clubhouse i think is a is a really attractive um mm. because you can multitask while you're there and that's a blessing and it's a curse at the same time because sometimes <laughs> like you had mentioned i'm like oh shit i wish i had something to write this down or i need to make a note or like that's a nugget right there that, and that tidbit of information starts to get the creative juices and strategy yeah. running like i remember coming off a session and uh i i immediately called you and i was just like jay like this is what we got to do. Boom, 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 boom. And I just data dump, downloaded everything that like I yeah. was consuming about. And I was like, this is brilliant. You know, so I'm really, really impressed with, and uh, there's been a lot of talk as of late. Again, I'm, I'm an Android user, right? So yeah. I literally got accepted last week to be able to get in there, right? So I'm still in the honeymoon phase. You know, I'm still exploring. I'm still trying to find which clubs. I'm still trying to figure out exactly you know, my, my tact is, is as though I would be meeting you for the first time in a conference, right? Mm. If we were to exchange a business card is what I would attribute to a follow. So yeah. if adding value to the conversation, if I've creeped you on social and there's some context to how we might be able to collaborate, or I might find that you'd be a valuable addition into my network, I'll, I'll mm. be able to reach out and I'll make that connection. I say, you know, yeah. I, mentioned, I saw you on Clubhouse, uh, you, your profile intrigued me. I think there's some added value here. I think there could be an opportunity for us to collaborate. Uh, let's connect. And that yeah. transition, I've got to tell you, is um, the very quick acceptance rate and um, opportunity to engage in dialogue just from joining that particular yeah. uh, room and or session or giving a reference back to that particular conversation and your points of influence and or suggestion, right? Yeah. Like, of followers that you can gain very quickly um, on other social, not only LinkedIn, not only your Instagram, Twitter, um, but through the, the, the common practice for uh, Clubhouse is to be followed 
and to encourage yeah. Yeah. cross pollination all your speakers following everyone right so yeah. i think that sort of translates over into other social media channels like you know there's this there's this there's this thing or or, or virtual ego um on instagram if you're following more people that follow you then that's not a good thing right like it doesn't look that great <laughs> yeah. numbers, right and that sort of tipping scale or balance you know what i mean or yeah you know what i i, I agree like um you know, as somebody who's um embraced clubhouse and, and tried to um get value from it all the time that i've been on the app um i, I can really say that i haven't really leveraged it to its full um potential you know and that's why i said to you when um we're having that conversation and you were um, starting to get inside um, the app a little bit more and, and try to figure out how to carve a path, you were being very strategic. And, and I, that's what I said to you. I'm like, well, I haven't been. You know, I, I've just been a novice. I've been a tourist, if you will, as it relates to the uh, the app. You know, I'm, I'm hanging out in rooms, I'm listening, consuming something, not really writing anything down. You know, maybe a few ideas off the app I'll look up. Um, I have engaged, though, with, with some folks um, off of the app, whether it be through LinkedIn um, or whether it be through uh, just hitting somebody up with a DM on uh, Instagram um, and asking, because what happens a lot of times, and again, I don't know if you have exposure to this, um, but one of the follow-ons that come from these conversations when people are on big stages is they ask the people who are listening in the audience to follow them on Insta, right, for first and foremost, and then put a special uh, code or an actual um um, word like, uh, you know, course. And then next thing you know, um, you're going to get a DM back from that individual. So probably from a VA, like a virtual assistant of some sort, who's managing the social of that person. And then they'll send you a course based on you giving them your email, because that's the crossover. You can't post anything on Insta, like a, a long course, um, or you can link to a website. So I've had both. I've given some of my email. They sent me a course. I've reviewed it. I have another one where somebody sent me uh, a website link and I've gone on that. And then the last one I was exposed to is somebody actually sent me um, a calendar book to book a time to you know have a conversation with that podcast expert that we, you and I talked to early on, Neil. So there, there's different engagement strategies as it relates to Clubhouse that people can start to leverage. Um, these are ones that I've been exposed to. I'm sure there's a dozen others um, as it relates to just engaging off of the app and trying to get the person that you're speaking to to um, consume content you've created or to be a customer of yours, right? Um, you know, the thing I, 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 uh, I kind of was on Clubhouse um, initially and, and went away from it a little bit um, over the last couple uh, weeks, months, et cetera, because it seems like everyone's a coach on Clubhouse. I don't know if you've come across that. It's like, yeah, I'm a coach. You know, my life is I'm a success coach. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm working on my coaching business. Um, you know, I have, I have a course that you can uh, look at or I have a master class that I'm doing. So there's a lot of um, politicking, flossing, or whatever you want to call it, um, that you get on there. And it's up to you, the consumer of that information, that floss or that uh, glare, whatever the person's throwing at you, um, to determine what piece of that you want to dig into and you want to engage with. So I don't know, Neil, did you find that in your first little while about um, how people are coming across as experts or pseudo experts or trying to sell or upsell, cross sell? Like, what are you finding from a engagement perspective in your short time on it? Yeah, so uh, interestingly enough, I haven't found anyone trying to direct pitch or sell uh, me, mm. um, but I, I, I agree. Uh, there's tons of coaches on there. Uh, there's tons of experts on there, right? And usually, you know, you can, you, can, you can cut through it. I mean, sometimes it's hard to say, right? Like, are these people really experts? Uh, are they masters of their domain? Um, you know, I'm sure there are uh, yeah. value right and i'm sure i i can't believe the amount of millionaires and billionaires that are on there to be honest with you right everyone's got yeah. your eight figure business everyone's got an eight figure business <laughs> yep Honestly, how many times i've heard that all these uh multiple figure owners are spending considerable amount of time and energy and effort on an application that is um that is a that is social uh, I, I, I don't know though like you, you got to kind of it's it's almost like um, when you look at uh, 
back in the day when likes were a big thing on Instagram where you can actually see the volume of likes. It's almost like Clubhouse is, is, is a throwback to um, self-promotion in a sense where you really want to give yourself um, an extra pat on the back or a little bit of extra um, shine as it relates to what you do and how you do it and who you do it with. Um, you know, whether that's truthful, valid, uh, in reality or not, it's hard to tell. Like you as the listener, you know, again, if you're sitting in the back of the room trying to consume content on the app to engage with that person and see if there's value in what they could potentially bring to your life and in, in your budding eight figure business that you're trying to build. So I think Clubhouse needs to be very well, um, as the user, you need to choose who you engage with and who you perceive to have value because there could be a dozen people you reach out to. Maybe they all get back to you or maybe three get back to you or two get back to you or whatever the case may be. Um, it's, it's one of those scenarios. It, it is what you make it right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been, um, I've been, I've been, I've been open to connecting with people mm -hmm. uh, a lot more so on this application than others. Um, okay. Because I've enjoyed the conversation. Right. And again, if somebody's adding value to the topic, um, I find that to be the threshold or tipping point as to whether or not I'm accepting or choosing to accept the invitation. Um, I'm not one for just accepting invitations to pad numbers, right? It's it's quality yeah. not on my end. So, but I agree. Like mm. uh, the the thing that I find very appealing about this is the globalization um, in order for different perspectives to be heard. Yeah. Uh, Yes, there's a lot of Americans on it. It's, it's an American app. Um, I am quite surprised uh, at the candor and uh, the discussion on how things are set up as far as not being uh, forthright in the uh, ownership of the mic, so to speak. Um, and mm -hmm. for those not familiar with the way Clubhouse works, it's, it's sort of a, a virtual conference or staged environment where there are a few moderators um, that are organizing who can speak and who's brought up to stage. And uh, basically, once you become a person that's invited on stage, you have the opportunity to control your mic um, or the moderator yeah. control it for you. Now, that could be a free for all because if you've got 50 people on stage, uh, you know, you're at the whim of the, uh, the individual that has been invited as to whether or not they're going to say something that is not yeah. that is uh, slander, that is uh, you know uh, controversial, um, that could necessarily be uh, a topic of discussion yeah. that's coming out of left field. Like you have no idea; these people are strangers, right? Well, um, it, it, it's interesting. So, it, it, to since you're on that topic about um, representation and, and uh, authenticity um, on Clubhouse. Um, so early on, quick story, um, I was on, uh, I was in a room and there was a younger guy uh, who was on stage kind of talking, again, mics were open and he, he got on and he's like, yeah, you know, I'll help you grow your social media following, I'll help you build your Instagram page, I'll do this, Facebook, that. And then as the guy's talking, somebody's like, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. How many followers do you have on your main page? You haven't done nothing, like basically called them out and said, you know, you have, you know, only 300 followers on your page. You're not even verified. How are you going to get me 10,000 um, like you're talking about here when you don't even have that on your page? Like credibility, I think um, early on was really under uh, scrutiny. I don't know if it's so much now because people maybe have learned their lesson that they can't um, try to pitch people unless they have a ideal platform that they want to put people on. But, um, you know, that was one of the early things I heard on Clubhouse is just people were being real, like just saying, no, that you do not have that presence. You do not have that capability to get me this, these followers. And you're asking me to work with you and, and pay you money for, for what? So, you know, it, that authenticity, you don't necessarily find in the business world, right? You get a lot of people being nice and polite and uh, forthcoming when it comes to conversation or when it comes to business opportunity. But this was like just a smack to say, hey, man, like you're not being real here. Like, what are you talking about? You know, you can't do what you're saying. I mean, but I mean, there's there's two sides to every story, right? Like mm. I only have a certain amount of followers on my personal IG, for example, or 
you know, a couple thousand people on my LinkedIn, but I could be an expert, right? It's it's like that age old saying, right? Like the the mechanic in the car, right? Yeah. Or shoemaker's kids. Shoemaker's yeah, kids. kids, right? Yeah. Um, the, the mechanic in his car is the exact same analogy, right? Like he's spending time fixing everybody else's car that his car can barely run. You know what I mean? It's just like, so if you're, I, I always take things with a grain of salt. Um, yeah. But I, I love the authenticity. I love the fact that you're able to connect the the other channels as well. I'm a little yep. surprised they don't have LinkedIn as their preferred um, connectivity point, considering the amount of business. Because well, the the rumor is that LinkedIn is building a a, comp, a competitive channel. So well, not only that, like uh, Facebook's dropping their own audio dropping app. I think I mentioned that to you. Yeah. Um, an application that's coming through as well to have podcasts that are going to be streamed. Audio is playing a huge shift in the landscape of social media as we come down the pipe. Um, yeah. So LinkedIn is also doing the audio only. Um, in addition to that, they're making it very easy for individuals to have um, the ability to vote live on their uh, LinkedIn profile. So I don't know if you know this, this could be another topic uh, on the pod, but LinkedIn is dropping, uh, they just dropped a creator mode. So um, oh, a lot of media rich opportunities in order to sprinkle in some added value uh, assets and position yourself on on um, on, a, on a platform uh, a little bit different than your actual regular LinkedIn profile right so oh, I mode on now and um, let me openly and then um, there's some video and audio layered applications that are on the profile um, and I can uh, you know if you just type DM me and type uh, coach in uh, in my Insta and uh, I'll send you that course so you can uh, take a closer look. <laughs> that's, that's a perfect line. You, you, you did it well. And, and you know, uh, there, there's certain um, etiquette as well on Clubhouse. And I think you got, um, when, I, when I heard you speak, you got it down where, um, you know, because there are some accessibility requirements as it relates to people joining who don't have, uh, you know, they're either on screen readers or, they have some other accommodations so they can listen at the clubhouse on an audio basis on their mobile device is where you, you know, say your name at the beginning and then you say you're done speaking at the end and actually give your name again so people can find you if they're, because the way when you're jumping in the middle of somebody's like beautiful overview of something and they're talking, they're giving great value, great knowledge. You could come in after they said their name and you're like, who, who, and you look through all of the people on stage and see whose um, icons flashing, but you may miss it. So, you know, to give your name at the beginning, say your name at the end is a good practice within the uh, um, ecosystem uh, of Clubhouse. And, and you're seeing a lot of people follow that. Um, what's that word? Cadence when they're speaking is to say name and, and value they're giving. So, uh, like I think there's there's a long tail for for a clubhouse as a as a tool. Um, what do you find, Neil, in your couple of days as maybe some negatives? You know, we were talking about positives, how we can leverage it, stuff like that. What have you found in your short time on it um, as being negative? Um, just aspects. You know, to get too philosophical, but what do you find as one of the, some of the negative stuff that you're seeing? Experiencing? Uh, vagueness in in discussion. Uh, seems okay. to be a growing trend, right? Uh, that I've been picking up on. So you can very easily be uh, in a room with you know a couple hundred people, five to six hundred, etc., and you're up on the moderator or you're on stage, mm -hmm. and you're not necessarily adding anything to the conversation. More or less agreeing with everybody that's on stage and adding maybe one or two points of uh, areas of interest that is. Mm -hmm and not concrete um and or maybe it's just common knowledge and granted like i'm not saying i'm an expert in everything in every arena and every yeah. discussion but there comes a point in time where it's like okay about that point has been hammered already the the, the issue or topic has been discussed at extensive uh length mm -hmm. and they're asking other individuals for added value towards that topic um, it's redundant to cover things that were already said, in my humble opinion, right? Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I don't know if it's just maybe somebody's talking points were already taken and they didn't want to relinquish the mic or the opportunity, so they still want it to be heard. And thus, they made sure that it's better for me to say something than opposed to 
stepping back and saying, no, you know, those points are already covered. I have nothing to add to the conversation, right? Um, yeah. Why would you be up on stage? So I think there has to be this um, this understanding that, you know, if there's a if there's a quality discussion that's taking place and you don't have anything to add to the conversation, I would just say, you know what, like, I think all the points are being said. And I've done that a couple of times when I've been called up on stage. I, I was like, like, Neil, do you have anything to add? And I'm like, actually, no, like, the, the experts on the room have already addressed the majority of the, the key components. And for me to, uh, to think that I could add anything of subsequent value um, would be foolish of me to do so. So I think that comes with self-awareness. And I think there's a lack of self-awareness, to be honest, um, because yeah. every, everyone's an expert for the most part. And I'm saying yeah. that because I've been in rooms where there's, you know, again, hundreds of people just listening and they're absorbing the content. Um, and then I've been in rooms where it's like, you know, maybe 10 people and all those 10 people are experts, right? Yeah, it's one of the things that speaking of experts that I find is being uh, a, a challenge of a platform and maybe just um, from an individual um, business opportunity perspective that I see people trying to take advantage of. And that's the, um, if you need more information, send me a DM and I'll send you some versus answering the actual question that the person who came on um, you know, put their hand up, got pulled up to the stage, asked the question to the experts, and then the only answer he or she gets is, hey, if you want more detail, DM me and I'll go through it and we'll set up a call. Like that, to me, is not really core to what the application's about. The application's about um, answer the question, that's why you're on stage, and then based on that, there could be four other people in the room that could like that answer and then follow up with you to try to get more information or to maybe take advantage of some of the things that you've already done or the knowledge that you're giving. I find, I find it very um, counterproductive when somebody goes down that road of basically answering a question with a, hey, if you want to know more, follow me and I'll send you a course or something like that. It's, that's not the intention, I think, of, of, of the... Uh, of the speaker's value. And, and when they do that, it's, it's frustrating. It's like, okay, well, cool, you know enough about NFTs, but why does that person have to follow you and download your course and watch your videos? Like just give an answer, like a regular person that is brought up to stage to add value. So, you know, again, that's one of the areas of Clubhouse that frustrates me is when somebody has a good topic and then all of a sudden it's redirect time and let's get them off of Clubhouse into the, your funnel so you can sell them a masterclass or something along those lines. I get it. That's, that's somebody's business. That's their job. That's their jam. That's what they do. Um, but, you know, go, uh, <laughs> term? go sell, go sell soap somewhere else or something, whatever that term is. Um, just as it relates to, it's maybe not the time or place for it. Right. So anyways, that's just one of the, uh, yeah, you know, I haven't, um, I haven't really found, found that to be honest with you. Again, I could just, could good. Be part of, right. Um, um, not to say that there isn't that going on. There's a lot of that going on. Right. And, mm. uh, and in some of the most popular rooms, there's a lot of that going on. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I guess it's just, you know, part for the course, right. Like yeah. what are you on there for? It's to drive business, right. For the yeah. most part, anyways. And I'm sure there's a lot of other rooms. Um, surprisingly enough, there's a lot of other rooms that I peeked into from time to time. Like, there's a, I was surprised that there's a DJ room, and there's a DJ room, and uh, yeah. no, they're just they're spinning, right? Which was pretty cool because then it's uninterrupted ads, right? It's music that I'm I'm digging, and I can have it just running on the phone, and I'm doing something else, right? There's no yeah. discussion. No one's putting up their hands, right? And it's kind of cool just to chill out, right? Uh, the radio station almost there right was room, there was a room um on meditation and uh you know i was with my daughter trying to put her to sleep and i, I clicked on the meditation app and uh we were both passed out in 15 minutes it was fantastic it was nice it was, uh, it was really cool it was calming right so like there's some pretty cool things in there um to be honest yeah just gotta take the time right take the time to curate it right um follow the right people um so since you've joined Clubhouse, there's been a bunch of updates. Like there was a bunch of functionality that didn't exist um, maybe four months ago that they brought to the app. Like a lot of the concepts around uh, clubs and rooms, um, you know, the, the look and feel was a little bit different. It's been consistent though, like in terms of navigating and setting up profiles and whatnot. Um, so there has been some changes to the app over um, the last little while in, in terms of um, just positive things like how you follow 
Um, but definitely the built-in chat capability, the app doesn't exist. And it's one of those requested features that people want to have. So you can have side conversations, but if you want to do that, you just create a room with a person and you have that conversation live, like a phone call, right? So there's, there's ways to engage with the app that, um, you know, if you want to take it to that level and have those private chat rooms, you can. Um, one of the things that I found early on that, uh, I haven't really been monitoring it, but I found it interesting when Clubhouse was relatively new for me was when they had uh, celebrities and uh, interesting characters that you would have no usual, like Gary Vee's been on a couple of times. I've jumped in rooms where he's been on. Uh, early on, they had this big uh, controversial room or controversial conversation with Elon Musk and the uh, CEO of Robinhood um, back when um, that GameStop was going berserk, right? And he was, um, they were, stopping people from being able to trade GameStop and Elon basically called the dude out and he Elon talked a little bit about you know obviously all the projects and missions he's working on um and that room was massive like I, I don't think I've seen a room that big um there was I think it was I don't even remember but it was it was a huge room um and it was in the middle of the night too it was like a 1 a.m local time um and uh, there's Eastern standard but if you're on the west coast that's 11 p.m right so that's still yeah yeah, and he's on the East Coast or West Coast, sorry. Um, so yeah, there's there's been some interesting things that I've seen along the way, um, leading up to this point. Um, but yeah, people, one of the best rooms I listen to every morning when I'm walking is I listen to the pre-market pre movers. If you haven't heard that, Neil, check it out, man. Pre-market movers every morning. It's really good. Um, investments and uh, market, investment market strategies, um, a little more advanced if you're a novice, right? Um, not all strategies I implore, like I'm not doing puts and calls and short sells and um, all that stuff and looking at, um, you know, uh, technical trading. These are technical traders. Um, so, you know, if day trading is your jam, that's where you need to be. Um, but they have some good value. Like there's some good information. They talk about Bitcoin and how it's being like hammered right now. Um, and then some other crypto stuff. And then talking about regular value stocks, you know, like buying, you um, you know, uh, QQQ, which is like a, I guess, a value play and, and buying other stocks that um, you may have some portfolio interest in, right? So it's, it's, it's cool. It's a cool, cool room every day, pretty much every day. And there's a bunch of rooms that are every day. I don't know if you've noticed that. Um, yeah, like you said. I'm on that Breakfast of Champions uh, sort of yeah. uh, morning routine. Uh, it's a good one. Yeah. It's a little different on the weekend. If you check it out on a Saturday morning, it's a little different. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a dude that I just uh, he basically is a, he's he's car sales guy right and he has a network of car sales um, um, dealerships and he was like a part motivational speaker part salesman you know it's like hey I brought a team together and if they can do it you can do it you know all you got to do is put yourself out there it was like all motivation like if, if this guy walked into it's almost like a an episode at a boiler boiler room, right? You know when Ben Affleck walks in the room, right, and he's, he throws the Porsche keys on the uh, on the on the desk. It, was, it, it's, it seems like it's like that every week when this guy's talking. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. all right. Where, where's the good Gary leads? You know, <laughs> where, where are the good leads? Where are the good leads? Uh, so so anyway. what, let me ask you this: you, You've been on there for a while. You're you're yeah. still you're in and out. Um, what's your what's your strategy? What are you what are you doing with the clubhouse? Um, my strategy really is, um, as a, and a background play, you know, when I, I'm out doing some <laughs> casual walking or I'm out, um, trying to consume the content and I'm taking tidbits away. I'm, I'm not, um, taking notes to the extent that I used to. When I first started on the app, I'd take notes down if, you know, there was like a strategic conversation and it was like, look this up or look that up. I would actually take a note to go ahead and, and do it later. Um, so, but lately I haven't really, um, utilize any of those strategies on clubhouse i, I use it really as a, a mechanism for entertainment um, and i also leverage it um, for um, some general knowledge in areas that i may be not as uh, trained in like i'm not a marketer or i don't understand that digital side that well so i'll, I'll pop into some of those rooms i'll listen um, i'll get an understanding of you know content development creation distribution um, but not at an expert level. I'm just more, like I said, as a tourist or as a, as a person passing through. So my strategy right now is there really is no strategy. I haven't really deployed one. Um, but uh, like I said, I'm just using it more of a casual um, type of use case. But, you know, as per our conversation, there probably should be a strategy because 
I'm not leveraging the value that exists on the app. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, realistically, I think, I think we should look at starting hustle mode. There's a, there's a, there's a hustle house. There's a, there's a couple of uh, plays off of hustle um, on clubhouse. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be, it might be good just to test it to see if we can, uh, if we can incorporate that into the, um, into the mix somehow. Um, I already told you, like, I, I think it's wise that you should look at um, for your brand to get on there and to do a little bit of song and dance um, with the IOT hat and figure out exactly mm -hmm. how you're able to sort of leverage that. And um, what's interesting, Jason, is that I've been, uh, I've been, I've been asked to start up uh, several rooms and um, which is kind of crazy considering I'm 10 days in and uh, so, so how do those conversations and requests go like it's automatically it's, it's just happening like people are saying okay we want to start a room um, you know mm. they're, they're just automatically inviting to be a moderator and to join the room that, um, too so I don't know if it's like they see that obviously the part of the bio in mind, mm -hmm. uh, the hustle mode uh, co-creator and founder, then maybe mm -hmm. that's what the lore is as far as um, the area of expertise that they wanted to have. Um, yep. But no one's sort of pre-vetted that, which is fine, which is, which is interesting to know because then if that's how business is being conducted as far as uh, acceptance for you to be a moderator, then yeah. it doesn't that people are doing their due diligence in order for them to have them up on stage. The other thing is that there could be an engagement group of sorts that are people are, and I'm seeing this slowly, that there's probably a team of individuals that are either combined freelancers to some degree that's funneling business, like how we talked about before, as far yeah. as the original old model, um, in order for them to share clients or sort of pass their area of expertise amongst the close circle. Because I see a common thread in some of the rooms that I'm being a part of and uh, individuals are mentioning different conferences and or events and uh, there seems to be a cohesiveness mm. uh, the key people that are involved in those discussions and pushing out their own agenda so for that and i'm not i'm neither here nor there i'm just saying that there's yeah. chess versus checkers right and i can see how individuals are utilizing their influence in order to steer people into the right direction um or not like it, it really depends on uh, what your cup of tea is but no I, i'm enjoying it thus far man um I, I i appreciate it i appreciate the app i can see what all the hype is about uh there are some discussions that are being taking place with respect to um uh, pre-android uh quality and that some people were barking that the uh the numbers have dipped a little bit um but i know that from tomorrow so i can't really comment on that front I do know that uh, the economy is opening up a little bit more. Uh, there is some talks about uh, U.S. conferences actually taking place, so physical conferences that are happening effectively yeah. June and July, um, and that could be part of the reason why the numbers have, have dropped. Because if people have been confined to their homes for, you know, the last 14 months, and now life as we once knew it before COVID is starting to sort of uh, reopen. Yeah, definitely not getting on any social applications, at least not on the audio side of things, because they want to experience that real human to human contact, right? Yeah, I agree. As, as things shift and as people become more comfortable with in-person um, conferences, conversations, you may see a dip in the app um, from utilization perspective. Um, I think if you look at the future, my projection of the future of Clubhouse is, is I do see it um, either getting acquired or, or moving into a space where, you know, I think Twitter had a, um, uh, an interest in buying it. If they can even afford it, I guess it's maybe bigger than Twitter, but, um, in terms of its future, I, I see it being absorbed into something, um, at some point in time, but, um, you know, again, existing on its own and its own platform and its own space. Uh, I, I see it expanding to more countries. I don't know about you, but uh, the only countries I generally see people um, hop on are uh, US, Canada, uh, the UK, and Australia. Um, you know, once in a while, I'll see some people from other English-speaking countries pop on. But um, you know, generally speaking, those are the the folks that I've 
ever seen. You know, people, when they say where they are or what they're doing, it's generally people from those major um, countries. Um, but the future, yeah, I, I think it's um, going to be a competition between in-person and virtual, or people may have conferences that incorporate Clubhouse or, or Clubhouse in-person meetups, right? Where, um, you know, a Clubhouse, like that group that I'm part of or that I subscribe to the value circle they're all people in like detroit michigan and sort of the uh northern u.s so maybe one day someone will say hey we're having a conference with this clubhouse group um fly in right and all of a sudden now the people who are all virtual are now in physical and clubhouse starts to become a little bit more of a um just as its name a clubhouse right so everyone's part of the club and they're uh, interacting both virtually and in person so I don't know. I, I see many different areas it could evolve into. I don't know about you. Like, what do you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I definitely agree. I think, uh, yeah. I, uh, to be honest, I think it's here to stay. Uh, it's not going away. Mm. And um, even if traffic uh, dwindles a little bit over the next few months, considering that it's going to be summer, as all social media tends to dip during those time frames. Yep. Um, however, I do see the layering in and how that could be effective because. You know, think if if, I, if I'm going to be attending a conference, first and foremost, you know, if if I'm doing any type of face-to-face -face activity, the client is going to be of a certain um, value in order for me to put myself out there, so to speak, right? Yeah. Um, and then secondly, uh, if conferences or when conferences do circle back around, the layered-in uh, component of Clubhouse could be very attractive because. I could have the opportunity to either preload this and do some promotional teasers and talks about yep. widening the scope of speakers that I wouldn't have to necessarily pay for because mm -hmm. I could brand that as the event before the event. And then also while at the keynote, um, there could be side conversations that could stem from that discussion or series of discussions um, in different breakout rooms. So I could very easily set it up on that front. And if whether you choose to attend in person or you choose to attend virtually, then that could be an opportunity that stems off of that application. So I think the opportunity to reach yeah. larger audience in order to gain value, because then the promoters for those events could say, okay, well, you could either do, it's up to you, either or, right? Um, and then the added value is that if you're attending in person, obviously, the sponsorship and vendors and all the swag and you know the the stuff that you get with traditional uh, in-person events can take place right there's going to be some yep. value on that front i'm curious to see how the monetization um is going to be layered into the application and how larger brands can actually start to command and hold rooms i'm really surprised that i don't see that right now um uh, you know I think it's intentional. I don't, I don't think they're not necessarily allowing it, but I don't think they're promoting the monetization aspect of uh, Clubhouse yet. And, you know, the even basic things like having a in Clubhouse chat or in Clubhouse DM, they haven't embraced that either. So um, it's, it's interesting what decisions they've made um, around the app and, and around what they're allowing in and out like that, that point about um, you know, you're in the Apple support group or you're in the Samsung phone group hosted by Samsung Canada or Samsung, you know, uh, Americas. So, yeah, I don't think they're letting corporate sponsors play yet. They're still trying to keep the app free and trying to keep it available for um, everyone now, now that it's on Android. So I think, like, I mean, yeah, I, it changes it. If I was a brand, I would very easily go into targeting, you know, some of these people that have a million plus followers on the app, right? And approach yeah. them and say, listen, like I want to sponsor your shows for the next, you know, 10 weeks. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I need a, a 30 second mention uh, every, you know, half an hour, depending on the segments of your spots. Yeah. And that in your bio, you're changing, you know, certain details that's uh, outlined and have your moderators do the same. I think there could be some very easy transition um, in order for you to capitalize. Yeah. Well, I haven't heard it yet. Um, so if it's happening and they're paying um, moderators and they're paying um, people to moderate rooms and talk certain topics and um, you know, discuss certain things, I haven't seen it yet myself. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist, of course, because I'm not by any means a, um, an avid every day, every hour type of user. Um, but you never know. It, it could be something that is lurking in the background. 
Um, I haven't heard anybody say, you know, go down to Jim's and Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. You know, they got the best fried chicken in, uh, you know, Southwest uh, Kentucky or whatever. I've never heard that on the app yet. And um, I'm hoping not to, because I think it, it, it changes um, the motivations of the people um, that are speaking, because you, you wonder if they're tainted or if they're um, persuaded based on sponsorship dollars or based on, um, you know, somebody putting money in their pocket to talk about a topic, um, whether the person believes in it, knows about it or cares about it is then irrelevant because they're getting paid to play, right? Say something right now, Jason, you have no idea what's going on. You and I both don't know what's going on, right? Like if I've got 300 plus people that are following me and I decide to create a room and I'm going to host a room every day from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. and someone wants to, you know, throw me some cash in order for me to stimulate the conversation that's geared towards a specific set of topics that's uh, correlated to your business niche, I can very easily do that and have you seed planted in the room in order for you to become that expert voice or expert voices for you and your team members, right? Because again, if you're individually representing yourself in that organization and all your socials are connected back to your individual person, not necessarily the company, then- Yeah, you can easily do that. It can be hmm. a very good strategic play, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting to see, I, like, listen, I'm a fan. I'm enjoying it. Again, it's just a newlywed phase. Um, I think there's, there's, there's a lot of improvements that need to be made because there's some references to, you know, the functionality of how things are being done and what you cannot do. And I think a lot of moderators and speakers are forgetting that there is another user base that have just come into the fold and the same functionality or uh, cross-platform applications is not the same experience. So like, for example, when you were saying that there's a whole bunch of functions that were changing earlier, uh, I think on an iPhone, you can swipe left or right on a room or something along those lines. You can't do that on the Android, right? Like it's, uh, it's not the, the, the application doesn't work that way. And, you know, again, the connectivity to social is a different one as well. So there's some things that I'd like to see. Um, and I, I think that it'd be wise for them as well to layer in a video component uh, opportunity to have this one speaker similar to Zoom um, being in front if they choose to. Uh, I think that could be another sort of 3.0. Yeah. Oh, well, it's a low bandwidth application, right? The intention of it is to keep the bandwidth um, relatively um, low um, because you're, you're talking about controlling multiple audio um, feeds and having multiple, like they've done enhancements to the sound over the year, over the time of Clubhouse. So you have better HD sound coming in when you're speaking on stage um, and your phone coverage needs to be good. There was even a point where switching from Wi-Fi to cellular, there were some glitches and issues if you're coming in and out of a building. So they've, they've improved the user experience quite a bit. Video will be a leap, by all, definitely. Um, whereas what they're doing now is kind of just walking along, adding new features, adding new capabilities. So yeah, so I'm definitely enjoying it. So where do we go from here, Neil? Are we going to um, tell people about some strategies or are we, because uh, we, we probably need to take that um, and, and figure out some strategies, but you know, there's definitely something we can do with Clubhouse. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I really don't have a, a sort of top ten list as far as strategies, considering uh, it would be not, I it would be remiss for me to try to articulate that at this present time, considering I'm literally crawling on this application right now. Um, yep. So I don't want to put anything out there that um, is not going to serve value for people. Uh, what I read is uh, encourage the audience um, if you did find the application useful if you're on clubhouse let us know um, give us a follow that'd be great uh, i'm at prasad neil on clubhouse yep and i'm at j rule so j r h u l e and um, we would like to learn from you our audience um, are you on clubhouse what are your top three likes what are your mm -hmm. top dislikes what would you uh, what would you like to see change in Clubhouse? Um, are you a fan? Uh, what do you what do you dislike about Clubhouse? You know, let us know. Um, we're we're always looking to continue, and I think this is going to be a series where we might come back to this application after a few months and see 
what are the changes? What of our what of what if any? If our topics or our, yeah. our perception of the app has changed, and our experiences, or maybe we've started a room and we're going to invite you over there. So uh, keep a lookout for that. Again, if you're viewing this um, and you've uh, you've appreciated the conversation, hit that like button. Make sure you click on that bell notification and do uh, hit that subscribe. Again, we always launch an episode every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you will want to be sure that you're kept in the loop on that front. Um, if you've got us between your ears, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Hope you've enjoyed your walk, your workout, or you were able to find this conversation enlightening. Uh, again, do tell a friend and make sure that you come back. Any questions, any comments, any concerns, uh, hit us up on Instagram at hustlemode underscore podcast. Um, Jay and I DMs are always open and we're always looking to uh, continue the conversation. So any part of you, Jason? No, um, just uh, again, thanks everyone for taking the time and investing with us. And um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of exciting things coming through hustle mode going forward. So make sure, as Neil said, you subscribe and you get that notification bell to know when we're on so you can consume what we have to offer. I'm, I'm open to, uh, we have some exciting stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. So I want to be able to share that with our audience and ensure that they're getting value from the conversation as well as the insights that were given. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Jason. It's always a pleasure. And um, I'm Neil with We the North Background in the back, and I'm done speaking. Signing off. Good night. Take it easy.